On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Philadelphia 76ers without a head coach. Doc Rivers fired on Tuesday. What went wrong? Where do they go next? We'll break it all down right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you're locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio here in Philadelphia, along with my co-host and partner from Chicago, site of the NBA Draft Lottery, the NBA Draft Combine, Keith Pompey of TheInquire.com, Sixers beat writer extraordinaire. What's up, Keith? What's good, man? It's a shame you can't see me, but it's all good. That's okay, man. They know what you look like. They know your voice. They know you have great information, and that's what they're really here for, so we'll get it all done. Glad to be back here with you uh, for another episode here. And we thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76 is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76 as well. Keith, uh, on this this uh, this day here, man, that we get ready to sit down and talk about this, the 76ers firing Doc Rivers, the head coach, after three seasons. He is out. We will discuss him and uh what's next for him why it happened this way what took place uh we'll get into what they need to do a little bit later in terms of the candidates that could be could be potentially uh in the mix for the 76ers job and you know how desirable is this job and we'll also get into with one of the candidates in particular that would be mike d'antoni how much power does james harden actually have in this organization we'll break it all down here on this episode of locked on 76ers keith early tuesday afternoon i mean tuesday late tuesday morning pardon me early afternoon the news dropped uh you you had it confirmed by your sources that doc rivers out after three seasons one year as a number one seed a two seed and a three seed in the three years uh second round exits as the philadelphia 76ers head coach losing in game number seven twice against Atlanta in 2021. This past week, this past weekend against the Boston Celtics on Sunday, Doc Rivers out, man. How surprised are you, if at all? And uh, how, do, how did he get here after just three seasons? Successful run, but once again, nothing past the second round. I mean, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, you know, somebody had to be the scapegoat for this whole thing. Now, here's the thing. You can look at it with Doc Rivers, um, like you said. And, and actually, they did. They were tied for the second best record, but they lost two tiebreakers last year. So they had the number four seed. Mm-hmm. But but the thing is, you look at it and you say to yourself, there was so much hype, so much expectations coming in, like since him and Daryl Morey came here. Um, you know, and the team hadn't got out of the second round before they got here. So three years later, you got James Harden, Joel Embiid's MVP. You know, Tobias Harris has a close to a max contract. Well, if you don't produce, you got to go. And and the thing is, I don't think that it was his fault. Um, I, I think that if James Harden and Joel Embiid would have made some shots in game seven, then everybody would be talking about what a great coach Doc Rivers is and how was he able to get him out of there. I mean, you said two things. Like, 
think about it. When his first year here, they went ahead and won the Eastern Conference regular season title, number one seed. First time that happened was 2001. This season, they won 54 games. That's the most wins that they had since 2001, right? Joel Embiid, MVP. You know, first time they had one since 2005, and Doc River gets a lot of credit for that, right? So, you know, it, there's a lot of things that are um, going on and a lot of things that he did. But, you know, you you get somebody has to take the fall. Now, what we say is you look at his history. You look at his history in the postseason, recent history with these closeout games. Like he got a 17 to 33 record in closeout games. Second round closeout games, he lost 10 in a row. People say he can't make any adjustments. Did he make the right adjustments? So although he got a bum deal, is also people can look at certain things and make it seem as if, well, this is why he he was he lost his job. So you understand what I'm saying? Like I look at that and I say like they use they can use that as an excuse, but I feel it's like that Doc Rivers got a raw deal. I do. Uh, I do too. And you know, you know, the listeners and the viewers know of this podcast. And if you've heard us uh, talking about this uh, on 97.5 The Fanatic on my show, uh, whether Keith and I are here on this podcast or seeing us at the arena, I, I was never the biggest Doc Rivers fan when the hire was made uh, back in 2020. However, uh, when we looked at things, I understood that he was the best head coach available in the market and you do what you can to get the best and you go out there and you aspire to be the best and you go get one who has won a championship. In this case, uh, I thought he did a pretty good job this season, Keith, 54 wins, the injuries that they had, all teams have injuries, but his starting backcourt was out for a month and then uh, a month and a little bit change extra with Tyrese Maxey. But we also know, and, and again, 54, he had this team. You talk about if Joel Embiid and James Harden make shots, Keith, in game seven, how about we push it back to game six if James Harden <laughs> makes some shots in game six? Tobias Harris scores a little bit in game six. We might be getting ready for Miami Heat, Philadelphia 76er Eastern Conference Finals matchup on Wednesday, right? For for the right to get to the NBA Finals, because as you pointed out, we'd be talking about Doc Rivers differently by getting past the Boston Celtics as a favorite in six and doing so in remarkable fashion to move on. But as you said, somebody had to be the scapegoat. He is that. I didn't think he deserved to be fired. That's one thing, deserving to be fired. He did a pretty good job. He had his missteps there in that Boston series. That also led to them losing the series. But all in all, I don't think it was him. And to your point, Harden, Embiid, some others not making shots in that series and not making certain things happen to win – he is now the guy that's going to be out. This is a player's league, and as we know that, the players are always going to win out. So when you see stuff about James Harden is talking, the news is James Harden is potentially uh, not coming back if Doc Rivers is coming back, you gave the 76ers an ultimatum there of it's either him or me. And the player won. And the player has an opportunity to opt out of his player option over $30-plus million dollars and become a free agent where now you put the ball back in the Sixers court of you got rid of the coach, maybe because of the player. And because of that, you got to bring the player back and sign him to a long-term extension. This whole thing, of course, as we know, the basketball business that it is, it stinks. And um, 
Now, am I surprised? Like I asked you that question. I'm not surprised. I, I thought that if they didn't get to the NBA finals, something would happen. And they didn't get to the NBA finals. So something would happen. And the next thing to do after all the changes again to the roster, which they can't do as of yet, they have to wait until June, uh, part late June, early July to start doing that. It's going to be the coach. It wasn't going to be the, the uh, president of basketball operations and Daryl Morey. He wasn't, Keith. I think it's another key point here to, for us to bring up. When you talk about they came in together, he was not his choice. He was Elton Brand's choice. And then Daryl Morey became free. Yeah, and I don't want to give Elton credit. Elton didn't hire him. I mean, well, whatever it was, he was yeah, the general yeah. manager. I mean, no, no offense to Elton, but yeah, like yeah, but Keith, I'm yeah. just saying he was the general yeah. manager. Daryl yeah. Morey came in. If he's the president of basketball operations, he's making his own hire. He didn't yeah. yet. This is now going to be his first hire. So that's why I was pointing that out. Yeah, yeah. Well, who, whoever hired him, yeah. Elton was the GM, and D- Daryl Morey came in after the fact. And now that he is in, in charge these last three years, he has a chance to now make his own, his first hire for the 76ers. So that that's something that's important to me. So I'm not surprised by it. I thought he got the wrong, the short end of the stick here on this one. And, and now they have to uh, go out there and try to find uh, another head coach. So, you, you know, that's, that's where we are right now uh, on this, on this day here where uh, now there are a lot of, coaches out there and we'll get into them with the candidates and all uh, the Sixers are now part of Milwaukee, Toronto, Detroit off the top of my head teams looking for head coaches. Yeah. You know, and that's a tough spot because like, if we, if we want to be real, dude, this ain't the best job. <laughs> like if, 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 if I had a choice, like, I mean, we can get into it, but if I had a choice, I'm going to Milwaukee. That's the number one. Um, yeah, but they they also not last because you get talking Detroit unless you get the number yeah. one pick, right? Um, yeah, you know. yeah, they ain't last. But I'm I'm just saying, like, I mean, I'm looking at this where this, this I mean, you know, they got a they got a good regular season team, but it's like a lot of pressure just to get out the second round, like Milwaukee. Sure. Yeah, you know, I don't know, dude. I mean, if you want to live in Milwaukee, like, if I mean, if you want to choose Milwaukee over Philly, but I don't know, dude. Like, you know, I mean, who knows? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if, if I would. I mean, I, I think out of Philly, Milwaukee, and Phoenix, I think this is the third spot. I forgot I mean, about Phoenix. What about Toronto? Man, I mean, I, I probably take this over going. Toronto. I take this over Toronto. Yeah, for because, sure. Because they don't have the players. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Phoenix. I love the city of Toronto, though, but I don't know if I take the job. Yeah, especially with the roster, the tax out there in Canada. Yeah. 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 So so there are a lot of factors into it. So it may not be the most desirable job, but if we're talking five open spots, if they're third, there are some names. If you get if Detroit gets number one in Lowry, you taking that job. Nah, because you that might not be the coach. That great you game. ain't you ain't gonna be the coach when they get good. Exactly. Yeah. Oh you're just wow. Gonna be, you're gonna be Here we go. Wow. What's that? So the Pelicans got the number one pick. Well, so wow. it, uh, let me see. No, I take. Well, no, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Oh, sorry, y'all. The Pelicans got the 14th pick. 14th pick. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I'm about to say whoa. Yeah. Say, oh, <laughs> now man. what? Zion out. Trade him. 
you know, you got a new guy. Uh, but listen, man, we 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 will update you on the draft lottery, who gets the number one overall pick. But Keith, we need to talk about the candidates. Who is your lead candidate as you look at the names? Maybe not desirable, but there are some names out there. Who's the best maybe fit for this team? And we'll talk about the Mike D'Antoni piece uh, in this also. This is Locked On 76ers. We'll get into that next. The candidates, who could be the next 76ers head coach? We'll dive into it next right here. Locked On 76ers. I got to tell you, though, we, we have a new sponsor, Keith, here. And uh, it's fantastic. It's the great people from Bird Dogs. Listen, it's about comfort, fit, and versatility, man. Through these these clothes that they have, shorts, pants, they have it all. They have you all covered. And when we're in the position that we are going into the, the warm part here of the season, end of spring, going into the summer, you want to feel comfortable, but you also want to look good. And, you know, I like looking better and feeling great while wearing everything that I have on. But I also like doing so by now getting involved with the great people from Bird Dogs. They have stretchy fabric that makes my legs i have smaller legs i don't have the bigger legs so you know you talk about us oh, leg season for the men and all that stuff. i have smaller legs but guess what these bird dog shorts still make my legs look pretty good and they're comfier comfier than my other shorts and pants that i already had so now they have me hooked now uh, on these bird dogs this product these great shorts these great pants that they have they give me the freedom to wear one pair of shorts or pants on the golf course as I'm starting to get into that a little bit more, whether I'm going out for something casual, hanging out with uh, some of my friends and family, and I want to feel comfortable. The weather here has been nice, and I've already put on the pair of shorts that, that I, I have, and they have been tremendous. So again, to a meeting, family stuff, maybe go out and hang out with some other you know friends that I might have and enjoy myself with these bird dog shorts. They're very comfortable. Like I said, they're very light, they're very versatile, they're very loose, and they, the fabric is fantastic. They match with the things that I have, and if you know me, I'm also a big person on what I have on my feet, and they look perfect with my bird dog shorts as well. Now, I, I, I implore you, go check these great folks out. So go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA, and when you enter promo code LockedOnNBA, they'll throw in the free, check this out, custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler with every order you see that it's got the bird dogs logo on there right here on the top and then also the word bird dogs the logo there on the bottom of this tumbler you get that also for free when you go ahead and you go to birddogs.com slash locked on nba again enter your promo code locked on nba and you'll get this fantastic bird dogs yeti style uh tumbler and you'll look like you look good in the shorts like me you might have better legs or you have small legs like me, and I'm telling you, it all works out. Go get them. Go check them out. Birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA. You can also get the shorts with the uh, compression on the inside, make you feel comfortable. Y you'll like them. Go check them out. Birddogs.com, LockedOnNBA. You won't be disappointed. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We'll dive into this a little bit more, get deeper into the roster now that 76ers are looking for a new head coach and what that means for this franchise going forward and the fit of the new head coach with the current players we expect to be back. All right, Keith, uh, we got to get to some of these candidates, man. Let, let's look at some of these names um, uh, to 
to to check out here, if you will. Let's take a peek at some of these names, man. Let's go with Mike D'Antoni, Nick Nurse, former Raptors coach, Monty Williams, as you mentioned, Phoenix out there, former Sixers assistant and player. Mike D'Antoni, also a former assistant under Brett Brown for a part of a season. You also have Sam Cassell on the bench. That was there, very popular uh, player here, uh, coach here in Philadelphia that a lot of people like. You also look at Frank Vogel, former Los Angeles Lakers, Indiana Pacers coach, won a title with the Lakers in the bubble. He's out there. He's available as well. And uh, Keith, any of those names really jump out to you as a potential replacement for Doc Rivers for this team? While we don't know the overall team going forward next year, we do know Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris are all under contract. And maybe James Harden, also player option. Any of those names interest you, or was there a name that I missed? Mike Budenholzer, also former Bucks coach. I mean, I, I think it's Mike D'Antoni. I mean, I mean, think about it. Like, that's the guy that his name been coming up. Oh, for, first of all, here's the thing about Mike D'Antoni. Yeah. So yeah. Mike D'Antoni was was in line to get the job before, before Doc Rivers. I mean, think about this. It was Mike D'Antoni and Ty Lue were the two finalists for the job. And right before um, Doc Rivers was fired, uh, I mean, like right before, like uh, when it was about to happen, like I think Mike wanted to get more money out of his Sixers are going back and forth. Then they bring Ty Lue in for an interview. Doc Rivers gets fired. Next thing you know, Doc Rivers come in for an interview. Two days later, he's the coach. Right. So Mike D'Antoni was the guy that they wanted all along. And now all of a sudden you got Daryl Morey running the show. Right. So Very then good. you got James Harden. So like, if you're going to say to James, like, yo, I'm bringing your coach in here. Like you, we done fired doc. D'Antoni done left the gig last year. Talking about I'm waiting for a coaching opportunity. Right. Dude, I mean, he's the, the guy. I mean, I'm not saying like he's gonna get it, he's gonna get it, but it's set up for him to get it. You know what I mean? Now I would be shocked. Now maybe they could go a different direction, but if you really trying to keep James, and if all what people are saying is true about him wouldn't knock out of here, if that's true, then who do you get? You get the coach that he won the scoring titles with. You get the coach that, you know, this and that. Like, think about it. It's already Houston East. You done got uh, Tad Brown, the CEO. You have Daryl Morey, the president of basketball ops. You have James Harden, one player. You have uh, Daniel House, two players. Montrez Harrell, three players. Uh, P.J. Tucker, four. And then you they also drafted um, the Anthony Melton five. So you got two executives, five players. You might as well get the coach. I mean, heck, and then you might as well just change the uniform, take the blue out, just make it a red and white uniform and put instead of H town, put P town on that piece. Well, listen, man, I don't know that's the, that that's the right decision. Uh, we can't talk about Mike D'Antoni as a as a candidate and as a choice to all that you just laid out there without mentioning that uh, right now at the age of what 70 uh, 69 
uh, he uh, 69 he is right now of age. You can't overlook something like that, man, um, with the guy potentially coming in and, and being uh, a coach for the 76. Pardon me, 72 years of age right now uh, coming in. So I don't know if that factors in. Uh, the fact that he's been out of the league for a couple of seasons. Keith, yes, he was on the bench with Steve Nash in Brooklyn as an assistant coach. He left after uh, I think it was the first year with Steve Nash. And he, I, don't, I don't remember him doing anything else thereafter. So does that I, I you didn't say that that was your choice. You were just simply pointing out, looking at the construction of the yeah. roster and the front office and all and what they might feel comfortable with. Would that concern you, any candidate at the age of 72? No. I mean, nah. It, I mean, not really. Nah. I mean, I get what you're saying, but but not really. Because, I mean, it because I feel like, to be honest with you, if James Harden stays and if they get Mike D'Antoni, James going to be doing what he wants to do. Like, it's just he's just going to be out there. Like, now, Monty Williams – I like Monty Williams, but Monty Williams has is I think he's a great coach, but the knock on him that he could wear on players after a while, yeah. right? That's the knock. Right. Um I, I do I do like um my man from uh Toronto. That's my guy. Nick yeah. Nurse. Nick Nurse. I like him. You know, I I would like to see Sam Cassell get an interview. You know what there I mean? Um, yeah, I would. Uh it's a it's a lot of people. Now I don't know about and and they may go that route, but the dude, what's his name, who's coaching the Lakers? Um, Frank Vogel. Yeah, I, you know what? He's from, you Atlanta know, Frank City. is from from. Yeah, he went to Wildwood, uh, Catholic, or something like that. I mean, a, a good local dude, this and that. But you know, I I don't know. Like I I I think the seventy two year old for Dan Tony. I get it. I get it. I get it. But to me. And I like you said, it's not me making it. I'm just thinking like, well, it's Houston Rockets, baby. Like, and like he's the guy that they wanted to hire three years ago. I mean, like, they were gonna hire him over Ty Lue. You you know what I'm saying? So like, and then doctors came in and basically messed up everything for everybody. Well, I, I'm I, right now, as we are it's open and you're looking at the list of candidates. D'Antoni ahead of the ahead of his time in terms of the offense right Keith the way that they were doing stuff in the 2010s with that offense led by James Harden and all that they were doing he was ahead of the curve of what today's NBA is about so he can adjust and of course he has the personnel in terms of James Harden my question would be the thing that they didn't have they always had a center that was heavily reliant on the, the style of play from James Harden which was Dwight Howard and Clint Capella, right? So with that, you got Joel Embiid in there. <laughs> it's a little different than those guys who are super reliant on the guard to get you the ball, where Joel Embiid can get whatever he wants whenever he wants because he's that skill. He's a different type of offensive center than those guys were. So that would be one thing about it. Uh, the other part, again, uh, positively, again, for D'Antoni, was he's done this already in terms of the offense. What today's offense is about might open up some things for Tyrese Maxey a little bit more. Maybe he does unlock some things easier for Joel Embiid in Mike D'Antoni's offense. Maybe. 
maybe, maybe I could be wrong. But again, I'm with you, man. My candidate uh, right now, well, you didn't say my candidate would be Nick Nurse uh, from the former Toronto Raptors head coach. Uh, it's a little funny that he wears the Nick Nurse hats. He's he's not afraid to wear the NN hats. <laughs> he's a he's a big uh, seller of himself, but he's a good coach. He has a championship under his belt, and he would be my choice if they asked me what I would want to do. Nick Nurse would be my guy. Probably could wear on some guys also, but I, I like the stuff that Nick Nurse does. Um, Keith, with all of it, the Frank Vogel part two championship coached the you know top two player arguably of all time, LeBron James won a championship. I thought he got a raw deal out there when they fired him. It wasn't his fault, but they moved on. They did what they did. He would be interesting for me because he had success in Indiana. Uh, he was in Orlando, didn't have much success there, but who really does? And then he went out to L.A. during the bubble time and won the championship. I would be that one. I would be intrigued by Frank Vogel um, because I like those Indiana teams, how they played and all of that. I would be intrigued by Frank Vogel. But Nick Nurse would be my early choice right now of the candidates that are available out there right now. All right, Keith, on the final one, we got to get into next. As we just talked about Mike D'Antoni in Houston East and changing the jerseys from H-Town to P-Town for Philadelphia and, and all well, how much power does James Harden actually have in this organization when he's not even the franchise player? Let's get into that next right here. Final segment, Locked On 76ers. Welcome back, Locked On 76ers. Keith Pompey in Chicago and in the dark. I'm Devon Givens here in Philadelphia. Uh, we're here talking about Doc Rivers being Who fired. turned out the lights? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Sixers turned out Doc Rivers' lights, man. Um, so, but listen, man, it's ironic, too, that you're in his hometown in Chicago. Um, first, before we get to the power of James Harden, Keith, it looks like the San Antonio Spurs have won the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes. Yeah, you know he wasn't going to Charlotte. <laughs> no Charlotte chance. Finished. Yeah, no, no chance. chance. He's like, yo, nah, uh-uh. Early, no early thoughts about that. Uh, it's funny. I mean, and Antonio I, winning you know, that's again. That's a great place for it. You know what? <laughs> that's the perfect spot for him, I think, like in, in regards to the way they deal with uh, Euros and stuff like that. And Tony Parker went yep. there. I mean, it's not like a big market or anything like that, but – but there's a championship play, you know, uh, a championship town, one of the great places. So I, I think that's good. I think that works out well for him, man. Like, I don't know if I'm him, if I'm excited. I mean, you know, you're going to the Spurs, but, you know, typically you want to go to L.A., you want to go to New York, you want to go to Chicago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those are Miami, San Antonio. They got the river walk. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But I, I I will say this though. I'm gonna be real with you. I went to San Antonio to do a story on um Charles Bassey this summer, last summer. Yep. And I had a phenomenal time. That was the first time that I really saw San Antonio. 
and I was hanging out with Bassy's people. Yo, it, it was nice. I had a really good time, really good time. But if I'm a young kid and I'm from like France or somewhere like that, like, you know, it's kind of like us moving over to, to France. You want to go to Paris. You're not trying to go to the small farm town. You know what I mean? No offense, but you want to go to the major city. You know what I mean? But I think it, he'll be fine there. I, I feel like he'll be fine there. Yeah, I agree with you. The first thing that came to mind, too, was the Tony Parker connection. Uh, you know, his fellow Frenchman and helping out the transition. The European players that have gone through there, he and Ginobili and so many others, Tiago Splitter and on and on and on. Bars Dial, also former Spur and a fellow Frenchman, that they'll have his back while, while he is there, uh, Keith, and, you know, all the, how they've handled things in the past. So that'll work out for him. The pressure is already on him because he's going to be a number one overall pick and coming in and being so highly talented and everybody's paying attention to him. The one thing that might work out for him, to your point of all of this, though, is going to San Antonio is a smaller market team. So while the bright lights in the big city may be what he wants, the endorsements are going to follow. All of those things will be there. He'll get playing time. He'll get rookie of year opportunities. He'll do all those things. He'll get shots and all these things. Um, it you know how it is sometimes though it's really about what works out for you is the best possible situation this might be the best possible situation for him as a young player coming in and don't forget about uh being able to groom a number one pick from tim duncan to david robinson and turn out to be franchise players and hall of famers you got brett brown there too keith huh brett brown get another number one pick yeah, I mean, I think it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good, I mean, pretty good deal for them. Pretty All right, so here's here's the uh, top three. Trailblazers get three, Hornets get two, and the Spurs get the top overall selection. So I guess um, uh, our guy, uh, Scoot Henderson, going to the Hornets, he and Lon, uh, LaMelo Ball there together in the backcourt? That, that might be interesting, especially if LaMelo leaves and goes elsewhere once uh it's time for him to get out of there all right so that, there's that by the way the houston rockets get number four keith so they have the fourth pick so right now uh, you know they might be trying to boost their overall roster by maybe going out there and potentially acquiring one james harden who keith if as you mentioned earlier if he asked for doc rivers to be fired and he's out that's because again he asked for it to happen now you're looking at the dan tony piece of it keith how much how in the world, Joel Embiid is the franchise player. How much power does this guy actually have? I mean, apparently Joel supposedly is upset over this whole thing, like really upset over it. Um, but the thing is, let's face it, like let's say if Harton is gone no matter what, maybe the Sixers get the fourth pick in there, like a, a sign and trade, and they also get the fourth pick. So it work out. But like if if this is what it is, I mean, Harden has power. I mean, you think about it like Harden has a lot of power. Like, yeah, this is Joel's team, but Daryl Morey has James Harden's ear. Right. Or James Harden has Daryl Morey's ear. You look at the players they got, all the dudes they signed with dudes he's cool with. So, you know what I mean? He's right now you look at the Sixers. They're kind of stuck. They don't have any draft picks right now. I mean, none. It, zero. Like, yeah, if, in order for you to, if you say you might want to get rid of Tobias Harris's contract, 
So if you do that, then like typically a team is going to say, well, how many draft picks you got for me to take on this contract? Zero. So James basically has some leverage. Right. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like the best thing they can do is, is, is keep them or do a sign and trade. But that's up to him if he wants to sign with them. So, yeah, he got power, dude. Like, James has power. Like, Joel has it, but Joel's already on the books for four next four years. James could just bounce, and then they screwed. Because, yeah, he, he'll, he'll take money, but the thing is, you and people, people think they're over the cap. So people think that, okay, well, that 30-something million dollars that James is making – we can replace that. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? So James has a lot of power, D, more than people think. Yeah, it appears that way. If you were able to get Doc Rivers uh, put out the uh, out of his job and, and with all the speculation that D'Antoni is you know, a, a pretty you know decent choice of possibly coming here to Philadelphia and the ties that he has to Maury and James Harden, then, yeah, you know, one can say that he has – Quite a bit of leverage there in that building, again, as the second best player and not the franchise player. This is going to be very fascinating to follow, to see how this whole thing plays out. I'm very interested to see. Um, keep Typically, in your experience, we are here and it's already uh, middle of May. Typically, in your experience, how long does it take for, like we talked about, five openings now. The list of candidates are out there. You're going to want to get your guy. How long does something like this, in your experience, again, typically take? Now, you've only had around how many coaches here since you've been here? Brett Brown, Doc Rivers. Did you have anybody else? Just those two. So Just those two. Doc Rivers got hired. Well, Brett was fired like August the 20. That's because it was the Fourth. pandemic year out of the but, bubble. Yeah. But he got he was fired August the 24th. And Doc Rivers became the coach October the 3rd. Right. Right. So August, September, October. Now, the thing that people don't, the crazy part is where my man, when Brett got the job, um, it took them forever to hire him. I remember that. Yeah. I mean, like, yo, I mean, it was like, even though his name kept popping up, like, this is going to be the coach, it took them forever in the day to get hired. Because what they did is they wanted to interview all these people. Word on the street was Hinky was interviewing people and asking them, like, all the secrets about the organization. <laughs> and they were giving it to him. And then he messed around and hired the one dude that everybody thought he was going to hire in the first place. But <laughs> but that was crazy. But um, I don't know, man. Take a couple months, maybe. Like, And who knows? If, I wouldn't be surprised if it took forever. And then they hired Dan Tony to make it seem like, oh, that wasn't our guy, but we felt like he was the best one for what we want to do. If they take a couple of months, man, that's going to be a bad look. Uh, even if Dan Tony is the choice and no other organization is actually interviewing him, that's yeah. going to be a bad look if it takes well, a couple of months. Well, the, the thing is, the, the, but but the thing is though, is like you really serious. I mean, with these coaching candidates, like you might want to hurry up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but like it was the same thing with the uh, what you call it. Like, but at the time they were tanking, so it didn't really matter. Yeah, and uh, Milwaukee when they lost in the first round, they got rid of Mike Budenholzer pretty much right away. They still haven't hired anyone. Uh, Phoenix, the same thing. They haven't hired anyone. So 
I, I guess you can, you know, take your time, do your due diligence and, and all of that. But you don't also don't want to lose your guy if your guy is on someone else's radar. So we're going to keep an eye on how long this actually takes for them to replace Doc Rivers and hire their new head coach. Well, Keith, it, it's never a dull moment when it comes to a 76ers offseason. And it's only a few days old. And the first thing, the first shoe to drop, Doc Rivers, no longer the head coach, looking for a new leader for the 23-24 campaign. Uh, I appreciate you, as always, man, checking in from Chicago. We want to thank everybody for checking in with us, thanking, uh, making sure that Locked On 76 is your first listen every day, every day or tomorrow on the show. We'll get into more of the latest of the domino effect of Doc Rivers out and what's next for the Philadelphia 76ers. Keith, do you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us? Well, you sure as heck can't find me on this podcast, at least not in my, my face. Not on YouTube, not on not the not visual. On YouTube, but you can you can find D on the Divine Giving Show on 97.5 FM, right? You can find him there tomorrow. Actually, remember, all week. All week stuff. from 6 to 10 a.m. That's right. The morning show. So get up early with your boy D. Get up early, get your cup of coffee. Uh-huh. Get, get your, you know, pancakes, eggs, and turn on the radio and listen to them while you guys eat. So you can do that. Now, also, you need to follow my man on Twitter at Divine G975. That's D-O-V-O-N-G975. Follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. And you can read my coverage uh, of Doc Rivers and the Inquirer's coverage of Doc Rivers at Inquirer.com or purchase of Philadelphia Inquirer. And also every dayers, and if we have some newcomers checking in with us as well, uh, we will have um, the Sixers a schedule, right, Keith, to have President of Basketball Operations Daryl Morey speaking. So if anything of note come out of, comes out of that, we'll share that with you as well. Yeah, yep. All right. Well, Keith, enjoy your time out there in Chicago, man. Uh, talk to some of those draft picks, those 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 young guys that won't be coming to Philadelphia because <laughs> they don't have a high pick. Uh, and, and have a good time. Out they don't there. have a pick. They don't have a pick. Yeah, they, they don't, don't have, have a pick, pick at all, right? Yeah, it's like there's going to be a drive-by. They're just looking at him like, yo, hey, how you doing? You know, <laughs> well, maybe Daryl Morey go in there and buy a second-round pick. Yeah, you're going to have to. Yeah, you're going to have to. All right, man. Enjoy your time out there. We'll talk tomorrow. Thanks. All right, bro. Peace. You got it.